G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 29. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, the Flemington Carnival is upon us already. Huge uh, controversy on both sides of the Murray this week. Suggestions of horses being re-handicapped uh, ahead of the Golden Eagle to make sure they get a run. And down south, uh, they've lost their marbles, Joel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These uh, these live barrier draws, they're a bit of a recipe for disaster. But, uh, yeah, not enough marbles, too many horses. And uh, well, there was a couple of big winners and a couple of big losers, I think, from the, from the reshuffled barrier draw of the Empire Rose. Uh, few of them came out pretty similar but um yeah there was a couple that uh, completely got turned around but hopefully uh, that's the uh you know the shenanigans and uh all the i guess mishaps out of the way and we can uh, have a great day of racing although there is a fair bit of rain around melbourne town and, and even after saturday leading into cup day so it's going to be interesting to see how this flemington track uh presents on saturday yes indeed i thought as far as the the marble goes, I uh, well, if there's one marble missing, surely the last horse out just gets the barrier fourteen. I, I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought that there's anything too unfair about the whole thing. But then again, I'm uh, not uh, an expert on the ins and outs of um, the rules of racing necessarily. Dan Golden Eagle Day, ten million bucks. And there's a lot of talk about light infantry coming out from Europe. Uh, it's a little bit, um, it's a bit uh, counterintuitive bringing a horse out for a, a 1500 metre race, but um, a lot of people are confident. Yeah, certainly. But it's it's hard to, you know, big raps on the horse. Obviously, he's got elite group one form in Europe, but it's such a good race. There are so many other chances, a capacity field, um, Look, I think it's all think it'll run well, but I think there's plenty of value to be found in this. And um, but look, terrific race, can't wait um, for it. And clearly a highlight in Sydney. And look, obviously um, a very good sort of entree, but a, a support program to uh, what is our outstanding Derby Day. So uh, plenty to look forward to. Um, of course, even with the, the weather around in both cities. Yes, indeed. Well, we'll uh, start on Derby Day. Uh, Flemington, as always, it's all group racing all day on Derby Day. Although we certainly have a bit of have had a bit of a reshuffle this carnival with the Cantala, the handicap mile now being Wait for Age, and uh, is the Champions Mile on what's going to be an absolutely cracking last day, you would think, uh, of the Flemington Carnival. But we are still group racing all day. There's also been a few. The Lynn Lift goes now over 1,400, and there's another race that's uh, changed its distance. But the first race of the carnival, uh, as it has been for as long as I can remember, is the same. It is race one, Network 10, Carbine Club Stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights and penalties for the three-year-olds. Joel, what did you see? You, I know you've uh, often uh, talked about Chris Waller being able to target this race and uh, he's won it three times and uh, two of those times he's won it with a horse coming out of a win in a 1400 meter maiden at warwick farm on the public holiday monday there uh do you think he can do it again yeah indeed bucks he 
He's uh, always likes to target this race. Uh, I thought that Kazalark would have been his carbine club horse, but he scratched that horse twice from wide gates. He actually turned up and won his maiden at Hawkesbury on Tuesday. So look out for him. This might have come too soon. Uh, but he has got Pungo, and Pungo is going to be right in the mix from the inside gate. I, I've got him in for second. I have gone for number four, the fortune teller. I tipped him in the guineas, and I thought he ran a pretty good race. Sitting close to the speed, he'll be better for that mile run. They sort of all went over the line with a bit of a blanket finish there, but the form's held up through the race already, and I just think he's uh, a colt that's just improving with each run that he has. So I've leaned his way from 12. Pungo has a few... Uh, a bit of sporting, Kiwi sporting royalty in the ownership there. Brendan McCullum and uh, former All Black Israel Dag on the ownership. So no doubt they'll be cheering on hard. I've put a bit of a roughy in for third number 11, Perfect Thought. I thought he might have been a derby horse a couple of months ago, but uh, he had a bit of a setback and went a, a month between runs there from his second up run to his third up run. So here he is in the Carbine Club. He's run well at Flemington before, so uh, that'll be a good experience good experience to run fourth to Tijuana back in April and I've got that horse in for fourth number one Tijuana also comes through a pretty good run in the Caulfield Guineas 4, 12, 11 and 1 for me in the first with one of Chris Waller's three and it is the, the shorter of the three Pungo um, pretty soft win first up on the pace far too good for him there gets a good draw it'll be up on the speed again informed jockey going on board James McDonald. So I thought the 12 was the, the one to beat. I'm going to have an each-way play on the three Liberty Steps, though. I think he's ticking over pretty well, this preparation. He's just a long way back in both starts from wide gates, um, just against the pattern at Caulfield last up. was running on pretty well into sixth. Source was in Brisbane during the winter. Ran well in a listed race of 1,500 metres. And, uh, again, with a wide gate in the uh, size produce, I thought his run was uh, better than the finishing position indicated. So... I think he's, yeah, is ticking over well here, third up, um, and importantly rising at 1,600 metres. Uh, and also another important fact to know, he'll be, be much closer to the action, you think, from barrier four. So he's a pretty horrid gates, first and second up. I think Liberty Steps is a big chance at an each-way price. Sandpaper in for third. Um, nice win last start at the Gothic States, up on the speed, and fought hard to win there. And in for fourth, I have the seven, Redina. Um, good behind Zoe's promise last start that horse has uh, since won again the group race 12-3-2-7 yeah I thought uh, Tijuana uh, if not at the end of his prep after four runs uh, has to appeal uh, only has to give him one and a half kilos and comes out of of that fifth in the Caulfield Guineas beaten less than a length and the Golden Mile elliptical form has certainly stood up uh, very strongly, so I just thought the weights Tijuana is worth uh, following up on from Pungo Sandpaper and the Fortune Teller one twelve two and four race two at Flemington on Saturday. Uh, it's had quite a few names over the years. It's now the Lexus Archer Stakes twenty five hundred meter Group Three Quality Handicap. Of course, win and you're in for the Melbourne Cup. Although the way the Melbourne Cup's going, um, you might not necessarily need. To, uh, to win. It's, uh, there's certainly a few casualties uh, as we approach the first Tuesday. Uh, I've probably got a fun fact about the Archer Stakes. What have I got? Uh, no mare has won since Pindy all the way back in 1994. 
and um, just oh yeah, realm of flowers. That's bad news for her. Um, and that would see it out for for the mares. And you'd think realm of flowers would be uh, one of the better chances. And something else is that no last start winner has won this race since Malucky Day back in 2010. And that will probably, that will definitely continue because there's no last start winners in the race. Joel, what did you like in the Archer Stakes? Uh, I am with number 13, King of the Castle. Uh, reckon he wants a fast pace and he might get that through... His stablemate Serpentine, who I think needs to be let run for him to show his best. And with the blinkers on, I think that might be the case. And hopefully it sets up a fast run race, because that's what King of the Castle, I think, will relish. Uh, the Irish St. Ledger was quickly run, uh, strung out field, and he ran very well in that race. I thought in the Bart Cummings he wasn't too bad. It was a bit of a blanket finish. It was a bit of a crawl through the middle stages. And it just didn't really suit him. But he wasn't beaten all that far. And only the subsequent Mooney Valley Cup Quinella and Val and Declare, who ran pretty well off a tough run in the Caulfield Cup, had a faster last 600 than him. So I reckon he can win his way into the Melbourne Cup and just boost the hand of the team at Williams Camp. Uh, one Allegron in for second. He just got completely lost in the Caulfield Cup. Um, the sort of lack of tempo didn't really help, and then they quickened before the turn and just didn't get into it. But his last 200 was actually pretty good. I think he can improve. Two great house, another improver out of the Caulfield Cup. His prior two runs at Flemington were very good. And six Markram just held up a touch early in the straight and then hit the line well in the Geelong Cup. I thought he could run well again. But some with 13 at a bit of a price from one, two and six. I'm trying to go against history here with the seven Realm of Flowers, the mayor who is in the field for the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. We are this run into that. I thought she was excellent in the Metrop. Um, wide there. But really, she was did so well to get as close as she did. Third beaten, um, not far from the winner, no compromise. She's got a win at Flemington. Of course, won the Rams in here 2021 last year. And um, look, they're going really well around with Flowers and... Um, on top in this for me, the seven. The one in next to Legron, who pretty disappointing in the Caulfield Cup, fair to say. Um, didn't really look much of a hope after getting a long way back. The form prior is pretty good. Defeated Benno, 2,000 metres. And, of course, he is a winner at this track and, of course, ran so well in a derby behind Hatotsu. So back to Flemington, I think, will suit him. In for third, I have the eight Surefire. I thought quite good in the Geelong Cup. Just found one better there, but... Going well this prep, and in for fourth, I have the six Macram. Um, I think he can run a race in the Melbourne Cup if he can gain a start, but has to win this to do so. Seven, one, eight, and six. I went with Shawfire, in fact, made him my best on the program. I just thought Waller, McDonald, Barrier, seven, good run last start. Uh, what's not to like? To beat Realm of Flowers, Macram, and Allegron, that is eight, seven, six, and one. Race three at Flemington on Saturday is the Paramount Plus Rising Fast Stakes. Another new name and new distance. Uh, this is a 1,200-metre Group 3 handicap. Joel? Yeah, I've made uh, one of James McDonald's rides my bet of the day as well. and It is number three generation. I think he's ready to win here. I tipped him last start at Caulfield. He was staying at the 1,000 metres. 
for a thousand metre race, there wasn't a lot of pressure through the middle stage. It just as Fura was just able to jump on the bunny and just control it as she liked and and won as she liked. Generation I thought battled away pretty well for third. He's looking for twelve hundred now. Prior to that, he was very good in the Moya, and I just think he's got the right form, going to be in the right spot with the right jockey. So he's my bet of the day. A little bit scared of Triple Missile, number eight. He's a good horse, won seven from 14. He was uh, good after getting back from a wide gate first up at Caulfield, has a bit of a weight advantage over generation. A 10 Ocean Beyond, not sure about gate one down the straight, but he is a straight track winner. And he also got back from a wide gate in that same race as Triple Missile, and I didn't think he ran too badly. I've put number seven, Jamea, in for fourth. Probably wants, uh, you know, on the better side of soft and probably no wetter. She's a talented mare, and, uh, yeah, if she can get conditions too soon, I think she can run a race. But keen on three from eight, ten, seven. With the eight, Triple Missile on top, um, thought his run Caulfield first up from an impossible spot was outstanding. Um, fastest last split to the race and drops to 54.5 kilos here from 57.5. Full-time winner at uh, the distance and, yeah, I think a nice first up run. But importantly, handles all conditions like you're going to get a wet track on Saturday. So eight in for me on top. I've got 12 in next current. He's a horse that is good at finding bad luck. Um, He's sort of done that last start at Caulfield and prior to that, really good and third behind a couple of Smart Godolphin sprinters in Pulele and ingratiating. That was on a heavy nine, so I handled the conditions no problem. Into third, I got six Gravina. Had the nice run, but one well went out. And in for fourth, I have the seven Jamea. Uh, eight, twelve, six, and seven for me. Yeah, I went for Triple Missile two to beat Argentia, Gravina, and Generation eight, nine, six, and three. Race four is the Racing and Sports Wakeful Stakes, 2,000 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies at Group 2 level. No Wakeful winner has come off a last start finish worse than fourth since Rocker back in 2008. And the ones in that category who have come off a finish worse than fourth, Jenny Jerome, Wakamana, as time goes by, Makrana, Grey Northern, Whispering Lady, and Artocracy. Joel, what did you like in the wake? Yeah, I've gone with number seven, Thinking Rain. Would love to have seen her draw a better gate, obviously, but um, always had a bit of time for this girl. She didn't have much luck in returning off a bit of a let-up at her second start and then went to the Reginald Allen with blinkers on, set a fast speed. They went out fast first 800. Second and third in the run were absolutely gassed and, and tailed off. She gave a good kick and then hit the wall sort of at the 200, but did not give up. I thought she ran really well. Now, she's 1,400 to 2,000 from a wide gate. So they're the negatives, but I don't think she should be 40 to 1. I think uh, there's a fair bit of talent uh, in her, so I'm going to be backing her each way. Two, Pavitra in for second. Uh, she also set a pretty good speed in the ethereal at Caulfield. Uh, the Quinella ran on from the back, and she held, held on really well for third. Eight, as time goes by. Uh, this daughter of Deep Impact, I think, is ready to go to this distance and run a good race. She came to a strong maiden at Sandown and then ran pretty well in the manifold. Just her third start and in for fourth, number one, Jenny Jerome, coming through the 1,000 guineas. Seven, two, eight, and one. Plenty of value here, I thought. Hopefully we can um, find it and prove correct. I've got 
the 10 on top, Queen Air. I gave a bit of a push for a, a Mooney Valley last Saturday and ended up last there. And it was doing her best work late. It was a nice sort of uh, closing effort to run into fourth. You know, she's still a maiden. It was a, at a group two and she sort of, she did help hold her own, I thought. On the quick backup, Upton Trip will suit and um, watch for her to be running home late, the 10 Queen Air. Four, let's be Frank Baby, who had on top in the ethereal stakes, and she was okay. I thought she'd a little bit closer um, from that good draw. Um, did run well in previous starts when sort of up on the speed, but and then ended up midfield. She didn't attack the line by any means, but she did close quite nicely, I thought, into fourth there. Um, and I think she can be doing the same here. So I think she's over the odds, as is the, the 10 Queen Air. Three in for third, sorry, Jenny Jerome, the one. Yeah, no doubt we'll handle the rise in trip. I'm good in a pretty solid in a group one last start. So dazzling is my fourth pick, the three. But I think one as well as just missed the top four and is at a huge price is uptick, 14. She's still a maiden, Piero Philly. She's 100 to one, and she was fourth in a Packenham synthetic maiden. So obviously that form doesn't read too great for a, a race like this usually. But watching the replay, she wants all of this trip. She took an age to warm up. Really hit the line nicely. Last 200 metres is excellent. I think we'll see sharp improvement up to 2,000 metres. And um, back to my show's throwing her in here. I think obviously he has a bit of an opinion of her. So big odds, but worth throwing into her exotics, the 14 uptick. 10, 4, 1, 3, 14. Yeah, it seems to be a fairly uh, wide open wakeful. And I've gone for one who hasn't been mentioned so far in number five, Wakamana. To beat Pavitra, so dazzling, and let's be frank, baby. Five, two, three, and four. Race five at Flemington on Derby Day is the TAB Linlithgow Stakes, which of course was previously the sort of secondary straight open sprint of the carnival, was called the Linlithgow, but uh, for various reasons they've now changed it to 1400 metres. It's a Group 2 handicap, John. I've gone with eight. Old Flame just shuffled out of the race at the wrong time at Caulfield last time out. Uh, they thought about backing him up the following week, but he was scratched. This looks a good option from a good draw with McDonald in the saddle. Uh, 12 Wicklow Town, he was there, not too far away on the turn, then just uh, lacked a bit of sharpness when they sprinted first up. 1,400 suits much better. Uh, five Crosshaven is a pretty honest performance. It's been a long time since he won. In fact, the Carbine Club this day two years ago. But a good run first up from him with 59 kilos. He can settle handy to the speed and run well. And 11, Jimmy the Bear, an emergency for the Golden Eagle. Just very consistent, doesn't know how to run a bad race. 8, 12, 5 and 11. With the 5 here, Crosshaven on top. Just no luck in the run. Caught four wide at the trip first up at Caulfield. But um, like the way he's stuck on there. I know he's a bit of a... He's won five twenty, but it's been nearly two years since his last win. Um, but I just think he's come back well. This preparation, he's got a good second up record. He's won two races second up, fourteen hundred meters, and Flemington will suit. Um, we'll get a softer run from the draw as well. So five was over the odds, Crosshaven, and can have an each way play on him. Eight old flame, very good horse. Just not much went right um, at Caulfield last start three weeks ago. Shuffled back in the run, and um, bit of horror, bit of a horror watch if you're on him. Have to be forgiving of that. Also, form leading in was very good. His full-time winner at the trip. In for third, I've got seven, Tarath. Um, back to her best with a good win at Geelong there. Um, 
it's obviously a tougher task here, but drawn to get every chance and William Buick taking the ride. Um, no knock there. And in for fourth, I've got the 15, Pride of Jenny. 5, 8, 7, 15. Uh, I am with Tarath to beat Jimmy the Bear, Old Flame and Catalyst, 7, 11, 8 and 4. Race 6 is the first leg of the Quaddy on a nine-race card, and it's the first of three successive Group 1s. It is the Coolmore Stud Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights for three-year-olds at Group 1 level. It is worth $2 million. And there's 17 to face the starter, Joel, and it's another cracking Coolmore Stud Stakes. Yeah, this is a great race and very hard to do the form for. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think just back your judgment here. I've gone with number two, Best of Bordeaux. like the setup here on the quick backup on what will probably be rain-affected ground to some degree. And coming through his run against the older horses last week. Now, he was beaten over five lengths, but the winner was just in a different league, Ballon Epitina. And I liked the way he really fought it out with Rothfire down the straight. That's a pretty good... Measuring stick for this race, drawn up against the outside. Um, yeah, as I said, handles the wet, in form. Wasn't bad behind in secret in the run to the row. She, you know, had his advantage, but he was second up and coming off a bit of a flat run first up. I just think he's got gotten better as the prep's gone on. So I'm going to be backing him each way. In secret, the one to beat. Very good, winning that run to the rows and then bloused on the line uh, by Jacano in the golden rows. Uh, just think, missing that golden, uh, you know, missing sort of the, the, the next sort of target like a, like the Everest, which they could have gone to. Just going to hold her in good stead here. Uh, seven grand impact, done nothing wrong. Comes through the blue sapphire, just where the gate one's going to help, but he's certainly going to be respected. And another horse coming off a run against the older horses, Cool and Gatter. I've put in for fourth. She dodged uh, the race last week as a late scratching, but uh, did beat Bellin Patina in the Moya at her previous start. 2-15-7-14. Come on with Dreaded Gate 1, uh, Green Impact, but I'm going to stick with, with him. Very promising colt, loves the wet ground. Um, pretty dominant win in the Blue Sapphire. Uh, last start, I think, always a good race, um, sort of lead-in race for this, and you can get to continue continue the uh, the winning streak going three for three so far and just will need a few things to go right from that inside draw um, but yeah seven on top for me in for second I had the 15 in secret um, excellent filly uh, beat all bar the fast finishing Jack and O who I've put the numbers here as well in that golden rose um, back to 1200 metres suits her in for third I have six winners note she's got that giga kick form obviously and Fourth, Jackano, um, the one. Just think maybe in secret better suit at 1,200 than, than Jackano is, but certainly wouldn't shock if he was to win. Uh, seven, 15, six and one. My fun fact about the Coolmore is that six of the past nine winners, including four of the past five, have jumped from double-figure barriers. That is usually the side to be on down the straight. I might have uh, gone a bit overboard with that stat this time of my... Four are jumping from barriers 13, 14, 15, and 16, and uh, wouldn't rule out best of Bordeaux from 17 either. But I am with Buenos Notches with the Giga Kick form from Cool and Gatta, Jackano, and Economics. Crazy leaving out in secret. Well, I'll certainly be including her in the quaddy. 6, 14, 1, and 8 for me. Big one is race 7, Penfolds Victoria Derby, 2,500 metres, group 1, set weights for three year olds, worth 2 million bucks, and Fun fact, 
Uh, what have I got here? Um, Ace High is the only last start winner to win the Victoria Derby in the past eight years, which is an interesting fact because uh, most of the fancies here are last start winners. And as I've written in the paper this week, the, uh, the winners of all four of the main lead-up races to this are here. Uh, Joel, did you like any one of those? Um, look, of the last start winners, there's definitely the key, they're the key players, aren't they, at the top of the market? Sharp and smart, Berkeley Square, Mr Maestro. Um, I, I'm sticking with Manzoy, so I was with him last week in the spring champion and just too negative ride from the outside gate. Never, never got into the race. His last 200-metre split was quite good. Um, I think he's going to run 2,500. And we'd love to see him draw, you know, really inside just to lob into a, a closer spot and do no work. A barrier eight's better than an outside gate, which he has been drawing. So hopefully he can uh, not get as far back. And, you know, I like the fact that Chris Swallows pressed on after what was a pretty soft run last week, I thought. One sharp and smart. Well, you know, Mansoy's going to have to improve to turn the tables because he, he sat three wide and was too tough winning that spring champion. He's a good horse and going to be hard to beat. I thought 15, King's Crossing, was excellent at Geelong. Um, I thought he might have been an improver, and he took off a long way out, held on really well for third. Um, this is a harder race, but just reckon he's got a, a bit of talent, this guy, and that was a much better run from him. And I put eight Fujita sign in for fourth. We've seen... Uh, we saw this derby last year, one from a horse coming straight out of the Guineas. And look, he hasn't had much go right for him this prep. Um, Bias was against in the Stutt Stakes. He ran really well. He was wide throughout prior to that and drew 16. And the Guineas went back to last, had no hope and ran on pretty well. So I reckon he's got a, a bit of a chance at odds. 7 1 15 8. The two, Barkley Square, I just can't drop off him, being with him um, much of the preparation. Very good in the Caulfield Guineas. Probably a little unlikely to win that. And then really ran out 2,040 metres strong in the Vase last weekend. Had the nice run near the speed, but um, thought was strong through the line. Every indication this trip will suit and um, hard, to, hard to go off him. So two on top for me. One sharp and smart. Just keeps winning this prep. And look, as Joel said, terrific win in the spring champion last week considering the, the run he had. Mr. Maestro in for third. Um, wide draw, a bit of a concern, but look, he's been doing it on all conditions, his preparation. He's strung together three in a row, and um, you'd think the Horizon trip will, uh, won't be a problem. And in for fourth, I've got the five, Pericles. My number's 2145. Uh, yeah, I am with those three last uh, winners that Joel referenced earlier in Sharp and Smart, Barclay Square, Mr. Maestro for fourth, I've got Muramasa, who was second in that Caulfield Classic to Mr. Maestro. And the other one I might just uh, chuck in at a bit of odds into my quaddie is the third horse in that race, Distrustful Award, who will enjoy for certain stepping up to 2,500 metres. One, two, four, and ten, though, are my numbers. Third leg of the quaddie at Flemington on Saturday, and indeed the last of the three group ones is the TAB Empire Rose Stakes, 1,600 metres, weight for age for fillies and mares, 16 to face the starter. There's four emergencies, uh, two of which have already been called into action with uh, Hinged and Fangirl to run in the Golden Eagle instead. Uh, fun facts about the Empire Rose. Uh, 
Barriers 8-13 to 13 have provided 13 of the past 15 winners, including the past 10. So a middle draw seems like the way to go. And the only uh, mares aged over 6 to have won this race in its history are Auntie Mary in 1995 and Shillelagh in 2018. But uh, not many mares over 6 do run in it. And I don't think that there are any in it on Saturday. Indeed, there are not. Um, Joel, how did you read the Empire Rose? Yeah, very tough race. Took a, took a while to sort this one out and uh, ended up changing my chips around uh, when I saw the scratchings this morning. And I've now got number 18, a tissue on top. Second emergency that got a run. She's coming off some unplaced form and she's going to need to improve. But I think she can Race just wasn't run to suit at all the other day. One, two, three in running, ran one, two, three. Uh, that was the race controlled by Ellsberg. She was getting checked and held up in the straight and then hit the line pretty well. Um, sting out of the ground, big track suits, and she hasn't been left-handed since the New Zealand days where she won three on the bounce uh, at Rickett and sort of announced herself as a really smart filly. So who knows, going left-handed might just uh, give her a about a, you know, a length or so that can help her improve. Uh, but it's a tough race, so um, you know, a lot of them are going to need some luck, but I think she can measure up at a pretty good price. Uh, the Kiwi is going to be hard to beat. La Creek, she's a real talent. Uh, demolished a subsequent Group 1 winner last time out, so nothing wrong with the form. 12, Yearning. I've been with both runs this time in, where she's carried the penalty, 59, and she's run really well both times. I think she's set to peak and run a, a very good race here. And 7, Palayapan. Uh, I've been with it her last couple too, and I thought, just needs to run the 1600. She's had a couple of cracks previously and hasn't performed that well, but she's clearly in career-best form, so I think you've got to give her another chance coming off that good performance in the Tristark. 18, 14, 12, and 7. I've made La Creek my best of the day. She, Arafield Sudwin at Matamata was outstanding at the run. He's on pacer sort of ridden along just before the turn and quickly put up a couple of lengths at the top of the straight, shot away, eased down the last sort of 75 metres and uh, won impressively. As Joel said, the runner-up to come out won in Group 1. Um, she's a versatile horse. Spoke to co-trainer Katrina Alexander during the week for a story in this weekend's paper and um, they're pretty confident that 1,600 metres this stage, probably the best trip for her and you know, it's hard to sort of argue considering she's two for two at the trip including a Group 1 win. She handles all conditions. Um, the wet track won't pose a problem and gets the gun jockey on board in James McDonald. So it is a tough open race, but I think she um, is a better horse than these. And with luck and running, really hard to beat in the 14, La Creek. I've got the four in next, Kiku, who um, excellent win first up in the Theo Marks and then just complete forgive last start, uh, pulled up coughing there. So I have to forgive that run in the Epsom when seventh on the bog track, but look, a form on wet tracks is pretty good. Um, at least she can bounce back. She's pretty consistent mare, um, gets a good draw as well. So four in for second. I've got the 16 in next. She's lickety split, another one of the Kiwis. Um, group one place last start, um, having a really solid campaign and already boasts a pretty posing winning record, four from seven. And fourth in, Eliza Pan, um, I think can run well here as well. Very honest mare. Looking for that first win of the preparation, but she's uh, going along really well this time in. Second uh, chain of lightning last start will be 
uh, one of the ones to beat in the Golden Eagle. So certainly a chance. Definitely going to have a tissue in the quaddy too. Um, obviously, Joel Keane, that makes uh, one reason, but being with her the last two starts, won't want to see her win without having anything on or not in the quaddy at least. So she goes in as well. Uh, 14, 4, 16, and 7. Uh, yeah, I'm certainly respecting La Creek, and Dan's story that he mentioned there is on page 103, the inside back of your winning post this week, but I just uh, couldn't resist the 49 kilos with a filly in She's Lickety Split, the fellow Kiwi. Uh, Phillies can win this race. Uh, 2016, I am a star. 2017, Shoals, uh, but they were the first for quite some time. In fact, a Lingy, I seem to recall, managed to get rolled as a filly in this race as a very hot favourite. Um, my, I've got Little Creek for second. I've got the first emergency, uh, has got a run, My Whisper for third, and Yearning for fourth. 16, 14, 17, and 12 are my numbers. We finish at Flemington, race nine, with the Furphy Sprint. It's 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties for mares uh, who are four years old and older. And four of the past seven winners have jumped from double-figure barriers. So once again, the grandstand side of the straight has tended to prove an advantage over the years. Joel, what did you like in the last? Yeah, it does not get any easier, but uh, why is a very fine red $19? I can't work that out. Um, I was with her last start, and it was only a narrow win, but it was a good effort, second up, and she should have won. Uh, Oaks Day last year, so she handles the straight. She's drawn out wide. will handle the wet. Yeah, it's crazy odds. I can't work out why she's 19, but uh, I'll put her on top in a very tough race. From 11, Enchanted Heart. I liked her at the Valley last time out. She ran a really good race, wide, Battled well on speed. That was back on September 3, so she's been kept fresh. Uh, she's coming off some pretty consistent form, and I think she's another one that a, at a bit of a price can run well. Four Bellucci babes, I think around 30 to 1. That sort of tells you, I guess, how wide open this race is. But uh, you've just got to be a bit forgiving of her two runs uh, last time in. And if you go on her form prior to that, when she was fourth in the TJ, fourth in the Galaxy, third to Bella Nipotina in the Sapphire, which is probably a you know eight or nine dollar chance, not thirty four. And seven written beauty. She can mix it up, but the best of her is certainly good enough to uh, perform well in a race like this. Nine, eleven, four, and seven. You do concede it's an open race. I'm going to have the favourite on top. This four. He, she was outstanding at Caulfield last start. She on the bunny, shot away, terrific win. Well performed. Carlos in behind her for second, but. Building quite the record, this uh, flying arty mare. Five from seven now. She's two for two at the trip. The query, I guess, was first time at Flemington down the straight. Um, but hard to go past considering um, the, uh, the last start win was so dominant. So two on top for me. Seven in next written beauty. It yeah, can mix her form, but best certainly good enough. Um, only grabbed late by literary magnet, literary magnate last start. So good last start run. Has a win at Flemington too, so in the in the game for sure. I've got the 18, Jal Lay. Um, bit of a fan of this man. I know she is also down around Sydney, um, but just complete forgives that run last start in Niverson. Looked to be travelling quite well and hit the rail, um, and so the race was over after that. Uh, the perform prior was quite good. I know she hasn't won one this preparation, but she's been competitive in stakes races before. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Isotope, who I'm going to give another chance to run well. She just sort of run off her legs in the in the Moya last start. Um, 
missed the start there, ended up at the tail of the field and just never really looked to hope. Um, but certainly good enough mare to bounce back, back in grade. 2, 7, 18, 10. A light-tipped shell star to win the Alingi and just lost in a head bobber to Joel's tip, a very fine red, and that was stepping up from a highway. Her record is excellent, uh, six starts. That uh, was only her second defeat, and the first one was a second on debut. Uh, Asfura, a very fine red, and Zapateo complete my numbers, 17, 2, 9, and 3. My best was race 2, number 8, Surefire. Value bet race 8, number 16, She's Lickety Split. Joel's best race 3, number 3, Generation. Value bet race 8, number 18, A Tissue. And Dan's best race 8, number 14, La Creek Value Bet Race 5, number 5, Cross Haven. We, uh, after a long, many Saturdays in a row at Randwick, we switch to Rose Hill for Sydney Racing on Saturday. And there's plenty of rich racing. I'm not sure there's any actual black type, but there's certainly some... Uh, Plenty of black type quality. Starting in race six, Rose Hill Gold Cup, 2,000 metres. Uh, it is worth 750000 and it's a quality handicap, Joel. Yeah, tricky race. I've gone with five, Pinarello. Thought he might be ready to uh, show up here, the Queensland Derby winner. He went to 1,800, second up in the Craven Plate. Logged in a pretty good spot, uh, a pretty good spot, settling third. Uh, but then Zarek took off and just opened up the field and... Um, him and Surf Dancer were left to sort of cart the field up to them. He beat Surf Dancer home. I think 2,000 metres third up, he's ready to peak. Our 15 Honey Creeper had very strong last 200 metres split after being held up and just going down in the angst. Second up, she certainly wants 2,000 now. 10 Star of India, really interesting runner. Uh, Galileo, former uh, UK galloper that uh, ran in the English Derby, comes through a Fourth at Longshot, uh, Longchamp back in September. Uh, certainly well worth respecting here. And 16, too much to bear. Uh, went up 100 to 1. Big odds. He comes through that diamond prelude uh, behind Ellsberg that I referenced earlier. It just uh, wasn't run to suit. 2,000 metres suits him better, and he can uh, be a bit of a blowout. 5, 15, 10, and 16. It's a very progressive, staying tight quality time on top. Winner of his last three. Um, very good win over Ossione, two back, and then short favour in the Port Macquarie Cup. Did all that he had to there, and it's far too good for him. I um, think he can keep continuing to impress. Toughest race he's faced, no doubt, but um, certainly all's going places. Eight on top for me. Got the 15 in next, Honey Creeper. I think it was very good. I mean, behind a informed Hope in Your Heart last start. Getting out to a, a preferred trip now is this horse. 12, he's a shocker. Very good to wait for age last start, I thought. Um, Sort of ran on well into fourth there without any sort of threat to the first couple, but down to fifth from 59 to 53 and a half for this. And in for fourth, I have the 10 as well, Star of India. Um, 8, 15, 12, 10. Race seven is the first leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday, and it is a rich race. It's uh, gee, you can certainly make a bit of money if you've got a good sprinter these days. Race seven, Nature Strip Stakes, 1300 metres. And it is worth an eye-watering three million bucks, John. Wait, uh, it's set weights and penalties, I should say. Yeah, and we see a lot of the uh, Everest uh, runners line up here, and 
go for the big bucks again. I'm sticking with Mizzou. Been with him through the prep. Hopefully he can reward the uh, the patience. He certainly hasn't been running badly. Uh, terrific Everett in the a terrific Everett in the Everest. I thought he settled back and a bit further back than I thought he would, and he got caught wide. But he just never stopped trying and, and was able to get up for third right on the line. He can park just behind the speed here, get the run of the race, and I think he'll be winning. Lost and running, definitely a threat. Obviously, we didn't get to see him in the Everest. It was just a minor hiccup. Um, he was in career best form prior to that, and I think he's the only danger. Uh, private Eye, he ran second in the Everest, so he's got to be a chance. Just not sure he can beat those two. And in for fourth, uh, Mask Crusader. He blew the start in the Everest, and that was game over. Uh, dry ground can help him, and if he jumps with them, he's a chance. Three on top, best of the day from seven, two, and four. Yeah, lost and running certainly would have won close to winning on the Everest, I thought, if that way the race was run. Um, I think gets his chance now. Obviously not nearly as much prize money, but certainly quite a bit. Um, and I think career best form at the moment, this horse, and on top for me. Three Marzu, excellent in the Everest, kept closing there. Um, it's a better draw this time around. One Eduardo, that be slightly forgotten in this field. I guess, you know, pulled up lame in the Everest, so I have to be somewhat forgiving of that. Um, it was Concord winner earlier in the preparation on a heavy nine. I think we'll get those conditions here, but certainly still a winning chance. And in for fourth, we own a smart one who with a different um, form line. Is really good into third. Last start, obviously, a winning machine up in Queensland. And first go down up in sort of this level in Sydney. Last start and more than held his own. Uh, my number is 73111. Race eight. At Rose Hill on Saturday is the big one. It is the 4X Golden Eagle, 1,500 metres, set weights for four-year-olds, worth an astounding $10 million with 20 uh, to face the starter uh, after a bit of revision. Uh, Brigantine is scratching, which means Cardinal Gem for Graham Begg and Jordan Childs has got a run. Jimmy the Bear for Patrick Payne is next sweating on... Uh, a mishap to another runner. Joel, how did you read this very intriguing race? Yeah, tough, tough race to sort out. Um, you're going to need luck, and clearly my top selection is going to need a lot of luck. First, she's going to need um, the bomb, Bureau of Meteorology, to be spot on with dry weather for the next three days. So I speak of fangirl. And she's also going to need uh, a hell of a ride from Hugh Bowman from uh, way out there in Gate 21, she'll come in a couple of spots with the emergencies coming out, but um, I'm just banking on on the dry ground. Um, soft five, if we can get back to that, I think it's going to be perfect. She was excellent first up behind Animo, and it's just been too wet her next couple, the George Main and the Epsom, and we just haven't seen her best. thought her recent trial was excellent. She's kept Hugh Bowman in Sydney, and I think if she gets the break, she can win. I've put both the internationals in. Uh, it was one that was quite pleased to see Wellwell get into the field. Um, he's shortened up significantly in markets in the last seven days. He's got good ability. Um, his strong win three starts ago was good. And then he went to the uh, French 2000 Guineas, ran very well. The tempo just no help. It was an on-paces race. And then he learned in the derby and just didn't stay. Uh, that was out to 2100. So... I think he can run really well. Light infantry is also a really good talent. Just certainly um, agree a bit with Jamie Spencer and what he's had to say in the media this week. You know, 20 horses around the bend. 
uh, is a lot different than you know nine or ten horses down the straight at Deauville. Uh, he's actually never raced around a bend, um, uh, certainly in his in his recent runs anyway. So that's they're the negatives, but he's a he's a really good talent. And I put three in the Congo in for fourth. Yes, there's a little query at fifteen hundred, but he's the Golden Rose winner at fourteen hundred. Liked his fight in the Sydney Stakes. He was nailed late by rocketing by. I think he can get a pretty good run close to the speed here, and he'll give you a really good sight. 15, 13, 12, 3. Yeah, we have a few, a few pets in this, I think. Uh, 12 on top, light infantry, just the form in Europe's hard to ignore. Um, so first up for this end, I think we'll give a really good uh, sight here. The 12, I've got to have a couple on each way on the 10 and the 15 as well. Pinstriped and Fangirl both have drawn pretty ordinary gates, but I think there's anything wrong in Pinstripe's preparation this uh, this time. I mean, not that his run the Turok was very good. See, no hope on the turn from where he was, but thought his run was just, I know I wish I win was a, maybe a little bit disappointing considering how short he started, but I thought Pinstripe's run was every good as I wish I win. Both were quite solid, um, closing nicely from the back of the field. You'll need to possess that big finish. He can, he can on his day, but we'll need a plenty of luck, but I just think it was well over the odds of 50 to 1. Um, very quality horse. And um, it's the right sort of trip for him. So he'll be one each way bet as well as a 15 fangirl who sort of a talented mare uh, when riding just that needs a dry ground, obviously, to show her best. In for fourth over the five, I wish I win, who comes out of that Turek, as I mentioned. Thought, you know, obviously went down as a short favourite, but thought the run was um, quite okay considering where he was in the, in the field there. Uh, 12, 10, 15, 5. And we'll finish off with race nine, which is a benchmark 68, but it is worth half a million dollars. It's the Four Pillars Midway, obviously for midway qualified horses, a very popular event with 20 to face the starter plus four emergencies. Um, Joel, how did you work this one out? Yeah, tricky race. Uh, of course, Kiss Sum won it last year. It was a, uh, um, a, ticketed, you know, a ticketed race last year where uh, you won a slot. Um, but this year they've just gone um, straight out benchmark 68, and I really didn't have much idea. And I've plucked one that uh, well, he's 100 to one, so he's he's going to need a bit of luck. But uh, I don't think he should be 100 to one. In number 11, Poseidon Ruler, uh, lightly raced. He's won three. He's been placed at another 11 from his 18 starts, so he's very consistent. He went to a new level last prep. He placed in a qualifier of the provincial championships, and then went to that. Rich final and just didn't have a hope. He drew wide, got a long way back and never got into the race. I thought he was okay first up at Tari, doing his best work late. Uh, he'll get a nice run from the draw and, uh, yeah, in a tough race, I'll have a couple of dollars on him. One Mahogany, hard to beat. He's got the right form. Uh, he's got 64 kilos to offset that. 10 Kobe, he's been well found by the market and he looks very progressive. Three wins from five starts. Strong win at Kembla Grange last time out. And 12 Danish sprints. He's had three goes for nothing first up, but the first two were 1,000 and 1,100. His most recent over 1,200 in the midway was very good, so I reckon he'll be uh, fit and raring to go for this distance first up because this distance does suit. 11, 1, 10, and 12. And with the eight on top, Sabrenko, of course, Trey, uh, Tracy Bartley winning this race last year with Kissam. Um, don't think this mare is quite as talented her, but she's a pretty good mare, building a nice record. Four wins from 14 starts. Um, one with a bit in hand, last start at Kembla Grange. Good draw. We'll settle up on the pace and 
but like in the straight in terms of clear running room, I think uh, she'll certainly be there at the end, the eight. So she's on top for me. One why one at a bit of a price here and Sally Pops. I think she's good enough to win a race like this. She just sort of can mix her form. She probably won't get the real wet track she's after, but her run at Warwick Farm I thought was a sneaky good effort. Ten, I know she's 10th out of 13 there, but missed the start, uh, ended up last, which is a position sort of unfamiliar to her, but I thought she ran on quite well, so late splits were quite good, and um, just sort of won in a big field. I thought she could run a, a nice race at a big price, the 18. One, Mahagoni, obviously got the big weight here, but um, deserves it on the back of his form, this preparation. And two of his last three. And in for fourth, I have the 10 Kyobi. Um, looks a, a galloper on the rise, the son of Morris. She saw her doing very well and a really good win to the eye first up at Kimbler Grange. 8, 18, 1, and then 10. <clears throat> okay, we have heard about one of each of your specials. Joel's best was race 7, number 3, and Mazu. And Dan's value, race nine, number eight, Sabrenko. Uh, Joel, talk us through your value bet, and then Dan will hear about your best. Yeah, my value's in the last. Uh, around $7, number six, I am lethal. Ridden upside down first up and dropped out. Uh, that was a forgive. Went to Brisbane, got a long way back with a big weight and hit the line hard. He's ready to peak now. Third up, gets smothered away from barrier two. I think he's a stakes-class horse, and if he's going to get to that level, then I think he should be very hard to beat here. There's a couple of nice horses in it, but just reckon he presents uh, ready to win. Mars Mission, race five, really uh, promising horse. He Good first up, bit of a drifter in the market there, but from um, sort of towards the back of the field, thought he ran on really nicely in to third. Got a dry track this time around, which will suit Zach Lloyd riding in terrific form at the moment. Um, gets 53 kilos after his claim, and just he's a horse that was one in Melbourne at Mooney Valley. He was sort of benchmark 64 race, but under a big weight, um, he was outstanding. That that win last preparation really sort of left a, an impression. I thought I thought he could be a race a horse that could measure up in stakes grade. He did it his next start and um, was beaten quite a long way as a favourite there. So promising horse here, second up. He won his only second up start, and that was that Mooney Valley win I referenced. So Mars Mission, pretty keen on him. Race five, number nine. In Adelaide, they are racing on the course proper at Morfordville, and there is one black-type race. It is race nine, the John Letts Cup. It is over 1,800 metres at set weights and penalties, a listed event. Dan? Yeah, I was with the map uh, last start at Morfordville Park. She was up to 1,950 metres, and uh, she was too classy for him there. Uh, she ran well in stakes grade over sort of staying trips last prep, and things come back. Pretty good touch this time around. 53 kilos here. I know sharply up in this uh, sharp up in class. Sorry, but um, really promising stayer, and I think will be too good for him. The 11 got the three at next El Gladiator, getting fitter. Here third up, uh, nice improvement shown. Second up in Morfordville last start. In for third, I got the nine Miss Gobkane. Uh, got a very good finish on her day. Um, just never really got into the race in the pink and pinker last start on a, on a heavy track. Think can bounce back here with a good run and five in next perfect route. 11.395. And tell us about your specials at Morford Bill. We've got uh, a best early and a value late. Yeah, Dixie Whistler in race two, um, the 2,500 metre affair there. A few of these out of form. She's one that's not. She put three on the trot early in the campaign, hasn't won 
um, for a few runs now, but she's been running well. Um, sort of did the chasing last start at Morpheville with a sort of tearaway leader. Um, just stuck on okay there, but previous form, a couple of minor placings, settle up on the speed and um, back in grades. Finds a really winnable race, Dixie Whistler. Race two, number three. Value comes up in the last. I'm going to give Magic Max another chance. I thought um, this horse's run at Morpheville last start was, was really good. He's a horse that does need luck. He gets back in his races. Um, but wide draws have been sort of the cause for that, this preparation anyway. I think maybe from that good draw, hopefully that can be a little bit more positive. Maybe settle midfield and he's not so sort of far off on the turn. Um, if that can happen and can get some luck in the straight, He's a, a definite winning chance. He's shown a bit of talent at times, but, um, yes, things just still haven't panned out, this preparation for him. So give me another go. He's good price in the last. Race 10, number five. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, Marks. In that case, we will head up to Durban, where there is yet another 10-race car. Dan, what did you find for us there? Sorry, Eagle Farm. Uh, the best of the day comes up in the last. The horse called gave us up. Thought uh, the run was really good last start, ticking over nicely, and I think fourth up now um, should be ready. Sixteen hundred metres will suit him. Got a good record at the trip, and um, yeah, the last start run I thought was really good. Back wide, um, sort of spot him a big lead, but ran on really well and looks suitably placed in this. Does it gave us up? So race ten. Um, Number three, the best. The value comes up in race six with the Christian. Oh, just found out, sorry. She's, the horse is scratched. My mistake, so I'll go with my uh, next best. And that is uh, race three, number nine, Noble Beauty, who probably should have won first up at Ipswich. Just struggled to sort of get clear air. Second up winner over this trip. And I think a track like Eagle Farm will really sort of suit this horse. Um, can get into galloping room and get some sort of room to wind up. And I think a good price, race three in number nine, Noble Beauty. Joel, thoughts on Eagle Farm? No, nothing for me there either, Marks. Okay, well, we'll head to Perth where there are two group threes, uh, the Prince of Wales Stakes over 1,000 metres and the Asian Bow over 1,400. And Hoops likes 12. This will test you to win race seven from Miss Contiki, Will Chino and Hot Z, 12, 11, 14, 6. And his value bet comes up in the Asian bow. That's race eight, number 16, Tricks of the Trade, uh, who is at around about seven bucks to beat Alaskan God, Last of the Line, and Devoted, 16, 6, 2, and 7. Joel, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they're racing at Awapuni and Matamata. Yeah, Awapuni, we've got an eight-race program. My best comes up in race two, and it's number one, Go Hugo. Uh, debut run... On the first day of the Hastings Carnival was excellent, finishing a very close second and then returned to Hastings for another quite a strong race. But just got a bit too far back and never got into it last time out. Uh, comes back to a maiden and should be very hard to beat based off that debut performance. And my value bet is in the last race. Eight, number 15, Rip Wheeler. Uh, never got into the race last time out, just found it too heavy. Uh, form last prep was promising. He's a lightly raced horse, got a wide gate to overcome, but... Hopefully the firmer track can see him bounce back to form. And at Matter Matter, my best is race seven, number five. That's all she wrote. First up, uh, can win a maiden, I would have thought here, off her form last prep. That was her first racing campaign, and uh, she finished it off with a couple of runs in black type company. Uh, the fifth 
in a listed race over a mile, two goes back, was very good. It was sort of a work in progress there and uh, comes into this off a neat trial win. And my value is race four. It was a first starter. Number 12, Davici Bell, half-sister to Melody Bell. Of course, uh, multiple Group 1 winner for the Tiakau team. Uh, this girl trialled nicely uh, recently. And from gate three, she'll get a good run. A few of these have shown talent in uh, their race day performances, so it's not going to be an easy debut, but I thought she could run well at each way odds. That wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, we all went uh, a little bit uh, contra- uh, well, not controversial, a little bit uh, conservative uh, last week, all going each way. Uh, Dan's was scratched, Ducer no good for Joel, and Ashford Street has ended up uh, coming into a price where I've actually made a loss as well. Anyway, we had a few bucks left over to spend from the previous week, so uh, we go again and get, hopefully get back on the scoreboard, and I will kick us off with Flemington, Derby Day, nice and early, race to number eight, Shorefire. Joel? Uh, I will go to Rose Hill uh, and make it Marzu, so that is race seven, number three. Rose Hill as well. Uh, Rose Hill, race five, number nine, Mars Mission. All righty, that... Uh wraps up the podcast for another week leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already all the form for friday saturday sunday uh plenty of great reading and all your favorite features and it is uh, 104 big pages your derby special it is in the shops first thing friday morning it is online as we speak to you now uh, and also, don't forget, uh, Monday morning, Sunday, I think, if you're lucky enough to live in Tasmania, the Winning Post Melbourne Cup special. Do not miss it. And uh, smash also smash the subscribe button for this podcast. Uh, just check your uh, check your podcast apps. We always say we're going to do a, a Cup special uh, preview on the Monday. It very rarely happens because of uh, various other commitments that, that crop up. But we will aim to do one on Monday. So uh, keep an eye out. See how you go. Meanwhile, have a great Derby weekend. Uh, at back plenty of winners we'll talk to you soon on the preview podcast <laughs>